Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Coil community. It is Sunday, the 1st of November, as we're recording this. As I look out my window today, guys, it's very foggy. And it feels like a perfect morning after Halloween, which is kind of be, turned into a bit of a, a geek and music lovers festival, if, if my Facebook page and my Twitter feed is anything to go by. Because, um, well, basically, everybody just dresses up for it. It's great. I don't, but everybody else seems to. Um, anyway. You don't need to dress up when you've got a clown mask. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. I've got I've got a couple of clown masks which I keep in the cupboard to scare the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I came out so wrong. Anyway, yes, this is this is the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, we are all about Lacuna Coil. So we've got interviews. We talk to fellow fans. We review songs and basically report on everything Lacuna Coil related as much as we can anyway. So, yeah, this is us. Um, this is episode 111. So we've been doing this for quite some time now. If anybody's not, not listened to us before, I do recommend you head back onto our itunes feed or even go to the empty spiral website and uh look, check them out from there we've got some very interesting things right from well episode one where i started in, interviewing the band on comalize i don't know why i'm just jumped in and started saying that it feels like i'm just introducing us all over again maybe i should be anyway i am joined as always by my two companions mike and russ mike how are you sir i'm um, good thank you um Busy as always, and prepping for Canada in a few weeks um, on holiday. But apart from that, everything's good. Excellent. How about you, Russ? Yeah, pretty good. Went out for Halloween last night. Um, you'll be pleased to know come the next tour, I'll be armed and ready because I had my first sip of beer in about 12 months last night. So um, roll on tour times. I'm back to drinking, lads. Did you fall over? I didn't know. It was literally just the one sip. I'm, you know, saving it for the uh, the 12 months just to, to prove that I could stay sober for a whole year. And then after that, not to say the uh, the wheels will fall off, but um, back to, um, you know, a couple of pints and um, hitting the troopers, I think, especially come a download festival next year that I think we'll all be going to all being well. So um, you have one sip of beer to celebrate Halloween. One sip of beer, yeah. I had, a, I had a, one well single done. sip of punk IPA. But what I would say in this country for anyone that doesn't doesn't drink for any particular reason, health or otherwise, is that it's more expensive to not drink than it is. Because you know, there I was sitting in the pub with all my friends, sort of knocking back um, our bottles of Australia at two pound a bottle, and you know, I ordered my pint of Diet Pepsi that cost me £3.60. So it was more expensive as a round of soft drinks than if I was hitting the hard liquor. So, you know, really need to uh, reconsider things here, you know. I saw a, a link on Facebook yesterday, and I don't, I'm sure it was just made up, but it was a comparing a shot of whiskey to a, to a, uh, a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically <laughs> concluded that it was healthier to have the whiskey than to eat the banana. So there you go. <laughs> Um, whiskey for breakfast. Whiskey Potassium for breakfast. kills. <laughs> Potassium <laughs> does kill. Actually, I had a banana for breakfast this morning. Banana and Greek yogurt. There you go. How healthy is that? Well, apparently not as healthy as taking back. It's when you start hitting those three bananas a day and those headaches set in and you start thinking, oh dear, it's all getting a bit dizzy here. You sure that's not the coffee? Nah, coffee is right. always good, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Else it's going to wake you up in the mornings. Or <laughs> prepare you for a podcast. Coffee. Pretty for a podcast, yeah. It's quite early for us to, to, to be recording this today. Uh, I've 
we around a friend's house and we played some games last night. Um, I tried to kind of focus on some Halloween related stuff. Uh, so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see some pictures. Uh, is it Zombicide or whatever it's called? Ah, uh, we played a Betrayal on House on the Hill last night, which is uh, like the kind of Scooby game. Go into a house, explore it, and then something kicks off and the haunt appears and one person gets turned into a traitor and has to try to kill everybody else. It's That's a good game. Cool. Yeah, it is a really it's a simple game, but it's good fun. And um, the other one I played was uh, was Dread, which is a storytelling game. Um, but the, the core mechanic is a Jenga tower. So every time you... You want to do something in the story that you want that is any kind of threat. You have to take a block from the tower, like Jenga. But if a tower falls, you die. So it, it got quite hairy. Uh, they were being attacked by werewolves in the Grand Canyon, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was a bit of a scary moment, or quite a few scary moments where they were like, oh, jumping towards me. All right, pull a block to avoid the avoid the werewolf. So yeah, that was good fun last night. Actually, we didn't really get dressed up at all. Not to digress, because obviously this is a Lacuna Coil podcast, but whilst on the subject of board games, have you played the Game of Thrones board game? Uh, yes, I have. The one that's like Risk, which is like a... Yeah, it yeah, yeah, takes yeah, yeah. about three days just to understand the rules <laughs> of the manual. It is quite a complicated game. I have it, Just actually. the tad. <laughs> it is, that is a, it's a really good game. It's a real backstabby game. Though. You can really lose friends over that one. Um, and I, I haven't lost any friends, but there has been a few... Turf moments when the Baratheons turn around and backstab the Greyjoys whilst they're being attacked by the Lannisters. Yeah, it's, if you like Game of Thrones and you've got the patience to sit down for five, six hours and play a board game with four or five other people, uh, then I highly recommend it. It's a great board game. There are some. There's a good card game as well, actually, if you're in the Game of Thrones. Um, as you're probably guessing, I'm big on board games. I do love my board games. Much rather do that than watch TV. Board games with music on in the background is a perfect conversation. Conversation, combination, I should say. Good friends, bit of music, uh, alcohol, food, board game. I reckon that's pretty much covers all the senses. What we need is a uh, lacuna coil cards against humanity, but I don't think we'd be able to broadcast that. No, I probably wouldn't be able to. Although there is an Italian cards against humanity. I was talking with Christina <laughs> about it. Uh, probably last week actually, and so she says, I need to get these printed off. I've got to have to the PDF version. I did take Cards Against Humanity on one of the tours, I can't remember which one it was. I think, I think it, was, it was last year because we were year. playing it with Teague yeah, yeah. in that's Bristol right. in the pub. Yeah, yeah, I, I took it. Yes, that's right. Of course, it was last year, wasn't it? That's right. Yes, that was quite good fun when we were playing that in Bristol with, with, with Teague and Natalie. It was good fun. Uh, that was when uh, you were getting, and that was, and that fact, that was a Halloween one because you. You were getting your faces done up at the time. It was by yeah. Sarah, yeah. There you go. How about that? See, that's how we brought it. Do you see how we brought that back around to Lacuna Core? <laughs> like pros. Absolutely like pros. Yeah. I, d- I did play um, Cards Against Humanity with, with Christina and who else is, was it? It was Daniel, who was uh, playing baseball at the time, you might remember. Uh, and a couple of the other guys uh, in the dressing room. I can't remember where it was. Only for about 10 minutes. But yeah, that got pretty sick pretty quickly. As Cards Against Humanity always does. If you don't know Cards Against Humanity, guys, just just Google it, all right? But if you lose any friends, that's not my fault and not our fault. We we might put some writing at the bottom of this. Yeah. Your um your enjoyment of the games we mentioned may vary. Uh, <laughs> we we take no responsibility, no responsibility for any phrases issued. Exactly. Okay. Well, we've we've talked enough about stuff that's almost completely unrelated to Lacuna Girl, i.e., us. Let's talk a little bit about Lacuna Core, shall we? This week has seen uh, Marco release another Mackey's Food Core breakdown 
YouTube video on the Lacuna Core YouTube channel. That brings us to 11 food videos on the channel. If you've ever spoken to Marco, Lacuna Core's bass player, you will know, of course, that he's... His passion, other than music, is food. Um, generally speaking, I divide it into two camps, the making of food and the consumption of food. I, don't, I think it's fair to say that he's a big fan of both. Uh, and I remember him talking to me many years ago in an interview that if he wasn't making music, he'd probably want to be a chef. And I think he's doing a pretty good job of combining the two right now by creating YouTube videos. He's got his GoPro, which I'm assuming is sort of sellotape to his forehead or something while he's making them. Uh, he's obviously playing Lacuna Core music over the top and he's making all kinds of various things. Uh, and he's kind of got the recipe there as well, so you can kind of follow him if you're more adventurous than I am when it comes to the kitchen. Uh, I, I think they're great. I really do. I said there's 11 on the channel on the... Uh, on the, yeah, there's, there's 11 on the Lacuna Core channel right now. I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, and I really need to do something more in Empty Spiral to just sort of promote it. That's uh, good fun. Do you guys watch them at all? Yeah, I've had a, I had a look at the uh, the latest episode that was released and a few of the others. It's uh, it's all good. Yeah. What about you, Russ? You, yeah, if anyone made... fancies a, um, a marinara, you will find one on the Food Core blog. So get cooking, people. Absolutely. Um, what else has happened? Oh, I got my um, Jeremy Safer Christina poster this week. Which is very good, actually. I don't know if I'm going to hang it up or not. Don't know. It's a very good collection. It's very glossy, very high quality. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean the the photos that that Jeremy's taken of Christina are are very distinctive. Um, you know, it's obviously a, a a very specific style that he was aiming to capture. Um, and he's done a really really good job. They're beautiful pictures, and you know, I think they're they're definitely something worth. Um, well, the the, the calendar itself is definitely something worth having if you can afford to get it uh, i might get it signed at some stage uh, just because really uh, so i don't know if i'll hang it up in my kitchen at the moment i've got one of those uh, weird vegetable you know the ones you get like, where they've humanized vegetables anthropo anthropo but, but you know put pictures up put googly eyes on vegetables and stuff and <laughs> i don't know how what i'm talking about it's early on a sunday they've got i've got a calendar like that um I'm not sure if I'll replace it with Christina's in 2016, but it's definitely worth having. So that's that's kind of about it, really. Um, so what are we going to do this week on the podcast? Well, a few weeks ago, as you will probably know by now, I headed over to Eindhoven in Holland uh, for the uh, female metal event or Femi Festival, as it's become known as. I wasn't alone. Uh, as well as meeting an, a number of fellow coilers from Europe, I was also joined for the first time in a very long time by my good friend um, Anthony from Philadelphia. Now, Anthony and I have known each other since 2003. He was one of the first people to join the Empty Spiral website on the forums and has been a keen advocate and Lacuna Core fan all that time. It's fair to say that a lot of my own passion for the band very much come from his own passion as well um and it was absolutely amazing to catch up with him after us not really seeing each other for so long we do keep in contact in other ways but as i say it's it's, it's not the same we i think we worked out that we hadn't been to a lacuna call show together for i think he said eight years but i'm struggling to believe that uh when he came over to the uk a long time ago it was easily 10 years ago that i went over to Ozfest. And uh, been over 
couple of times. We've done roller coaster days out together, and yeah, it's good. it was great catching up with him. So um, I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, very much uh, talking about how he got into Lacuna Coil and what he thinks of the music. So check it out. So we're in Eindhoven, and I'm currently sitting in a coffee house, well, outside a coffee house called Queen, talking to my very good friend, the real Anthony Three. That's right. Anthony Three, how are you? I'm alright. <laughs> Same as usual. <laughs> So what brings you here at Eindhoven today? Matt Rygraff. Good stuff. And the Firm Fest. Yep. <laughs> so what bands are you going to see over the next couple of days? What do you, who do you really want to see? Draconian, Lacuna Coil, Stream of Passion, Tristania, Therion, The Gentle Storm, Xandria, mm, anyone else? Uh, I pretty pretty much got it covered, I think. I think so. Yeah. Well, we've known each other for how long now? Since 2003. 2003, so what's that? It's like 37 years. It's about a million years, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. So we what, must have met on the Empty Spiral forums? Yeah. You must be like user number five or something on those forums back in the day. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere yeah. around there. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Rami Celtic Yodels. Yeah, Celtic Yodels. He's still around though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And so how did... How did that work out then? Did he sort of tell you to join the forum or what did he, what happened? Can you remember? No, I actually think I looked at it before, but he really said I should be an active member of the forum. We met at Lacuna Coil, New York City. Yeah. What, on the was 2003 that? tour. Yeah. When we were with, uh, I think it was typo and I get it. Uh-huh. And how long had you been a Lacuna Coil fan at that point in time? It was probably 99. Wow. Before Unleashed Memories came out. But after Inner Reverie, yeah? Yeah, Inner Reverie's when I got into them. I seen their name in the... There's a little booklet that has albums for sale inside this, every Century Media CD, and I seen their name in there. Yep. I was like, ah, these guys look interesting. Let me listen to that. Shared uh, To Myself I Turned on mp3.com. Uh-huh. And that was it. You were hooked. I was like, that's it. And uh, at the time, were you into... Female fronted music, sort of metal music, rock music, or was it all, or was it a bit of everything? Eh, not really. I mean, if I heard it, it was all right. But yeah, it didn't stick out to me as a thing. It wasn't like this is a thing. Like I like the Cranberries. Yep. Band like that, I liked a lot. I still like them a lot. They're the only band from when I was a teenager that I still listen to. Yeah. And but then Lacuna Coil opened up the door to all those other kind of bands. So I was like, yeah, I really like this kind of style. I like hearing a female vocal. But were you, were you th- into the gathering before Lacuna Coil? No. Okay. Back in those days, I was more Pantera, Machine Head, because I was just, the internet was just coming around. Yeah. So I was only exposed to American garbage music. I didn't know Europe knew what music was at the time. Yep. So, um, 
You, what, you went into how many shows, first of all? I mean, they, they, were they touring a lot back then in 2001, 2002? I had I emailed Christina. Yep. And I said, I wish you guys would do a U.S. tour. I really want to see you guys. She messaged me back. I was surprised. I got an email back from her. <laughs> and it said, there are no plans to tour the U.S. I was like, oh, shit. I, you know, that's what I thought. Probably two weeks later, I see on Blabbermouth, Lacuna Coil with Moonspell, first show at the truck in Philadelphia, where I live. I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> you were a fan of Moonspell at the time, I think. Yes. I had already seen Moonspell before then. Can you remember what they played when they played the truck in Philadelphia? I know they played Hyperfast. They played Honeymoon Suite. Uh, so at that point they just put out what Unleashed Memories I take it yeah it was Unleashed Memories tour yeah wow so it was that and In a Reverie and the self-title they, I, I don't think they played it that night but they did play No Need to Explain they were playing The Secret at some of the shows but I didn't see it at one of my gigs because yeah. I went to four gigs on the tour you went to four gigs even then yeah so they were they were supporting Moonspell. So were you mostly going for Moonspell or were you going for Lacuna Coil because you just I was going for Lacuna Coil. I like Moonspell, but I love Lacuna Coil. They were number one must-see at that point. I had been dying to see them. So I saw them there. Mm -hmm. I anticipated that day forever. <laughs> I was front and center. I was probably one of the first people they met mm. because Christina came out on the balcony outside the truck and I said Christina Scavia she said yeah I said come here come down here I've been waiting out here to see you <laughs> I met her and Andrea they were super cool we've been kind of like we've been friends ever since so I seen them then I think I seen them the next day in Brooklyn and then me and my friend drove up to Worcester Massachusetts in a snowstorm to see him on a work night for him <laughs> we got home at 6am because we had to leave we had to miss Moonspell so we left immediately after they played Drove in a snowstorm at about 15 miles an hour all the way until we hit New York. We got home at 6. He had to be at work at 7. So he had enough time to change his clothes, maybe take a shower, and get to work. Luckily, I just went home and went to sleep. Wow. And then I couldn't stand not being able to see any other gigs, so I drove yeah. by myself eight hours to Cleveland, Ohio, to see them. And they were pretty shocked to see me come all that way by myself. <laughs> and invited me into the backstage and we hung out all day. Did it ever become an obsession for you to go and see her? I mean, I mean that in a healthy sense, you know, because if, if, I know you're like me, for me, if I, I get the chance to see Lacuna Coil, I will take it every time. Is that still the case for you? Yes. I have never missed Lacuna Coil in Philadelphia. Maybe at this point in my life, I'm not saying I'm at every show within 700 miles, but mm. I can so only do so much. I think it's at 68. 68 Lacuna Coil. 68 shows, I think, in six different countries. I think in at least, probably, I think, 20 states. Is there any other band that comes close to the number of times you've seen them? Look, Catatonia at 43. And then below that, probably, then you're getting around Typo Negative, Anathema. With you go to a lot of shows, no? a couple other bands. Yeah, I go to as many shows as I can. Yeah, we were talking earlier about the number of videos on your YouTube channel. And it's, 
How many did you say it was? Over a thousand videos. Going to shows is all I do. It's what I spend all my money on. I hope these bands appreciate that I spend my entire life and money just on that <laughs> and nothing else and my entire future is screwed because of it. <laughs> but you're not bitter, at least not very bitter. Not yet, not until I'm old and I'm in that reality. <laughs> and I realize, oh shit. So speaking in broader terms, what is it about live music and bands that... Why? Why do you devote all that time and energy and money to, to live music? I have no idea. Maybe I'm insane. Maybe it just keeps my mind off of other shit. Mm -hmm. Things haven't always been great. I understand that. It's what you need. It's mm -hmm. your medication. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't drink alcohol. Never have. But I need that. That's my addiction. Music is your addiction. Okay. And it's got to be music that strikes me in a certain way. There's bands I like that I'll go see. But it takes a certain kind of band that I'll cross oceans for. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that kind of music is that makes you want to cross oceans? You know, is it is there something that connects all of those bands that you do that for, or is it just? There's got to be feeling behind the music, the lyrics, everything. It's got to just hit me in my heart. Yeah. Okay. Go back to Lacuna Coil then. So you you got into when Unleash Memories came along. I know you well, and. Unleashed Memories is your favourite album of theirs? Yep. What makes that album special? Is it because it hits you in the heart? Is this, it's yeah. the way it hits me. The melodies, everything about it. They like to say like it's nothing, but they're out of their minds. <laughs> I don't care what Mal says or Marco. It's the best. <laughs> it's their own music and it seems like they don't get it sometimes. Yeah. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. We have it, conversations a lot. There's a lot of people just like me. That are on that, Inner Reverie, the EP, and Comalize to a lesser extent. I love it. But. I think Comalize changed their, they changed a lot of Comalize, they went in a different direction. Yeah, definitely changed. Unleashed Memory there, you got a favourite song on that album that you really kind of. Uh, Purify? I like Purify a lot. I'm trying to remember what the hell the song titles are. I'm terrible at song titles. <laughs> Here's what I do. I, I, I put it on and then just play it without paying attention to what's what. 119 is awesome. I do love 119. Current Obsession is my favorite song of theirs. Current Obsession is great. Out. The whole album all the way through is excellent. It's it's one of those albums that it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in, there's always, there's always something in that album that I connect with. I think the same with you. you got a favorite show of theirs that you've seen? A favorite tour or you know, you look back over all those what, what it's close now to what 18 years being a Lacuna Core fan is that right 15 5 16 17 however many years it is we'll, we'll go with we'll call it 15 years of being a Lacuna Core fan um, what was your enduring memories well the first show for sure as they're about to go on stage a friend of mine kept asking me for a ride home and I told him no and he kept insisting and I had to turn around and tell him I was going to punch him in his damn mouth and then get out of my face because the Kuna Coil's walking out on stage. <laughs> this is my moment I've been waiting for and it was glorious. And then there's after you, after you meet all the ES people and the two shows King's Cross yeah. and the other day 
just with everybody together, all staying in the same hotel. We're all friends. We're all close. Just amazing weekend. Yeah. Grass pop with all of us together again. Awesome time. Those are the best times when we're all together. Yeah. Doing it together is the best. With people you know, people that get the same feelings about the same music that you do. When you're by yourself at the gig, it's not the same. I mean, it's cool because you're seeing them, but when everyone's together and you're all feeling it, that's when it that's Things when have it changed, though, haven't they, over the years? I mean, you look back, 2005, 2006, I think we're, we're considered the old schoolers now, and we were talking earlier about the friendships that we built up. But we'll be lifelong friendships, but I think... The way people communicate now has changed. It, I don't know if it's just me, but it, it's not quite as easy to get that connection with people. With new people, for sure. But with us, I could not talk to you for a whole year. And when I see you again, we just pick up the day we left off. Yeah. There's nothing separating our friendship. I'm your friend. At this point, I love you like a brother, man. Yeah, me you, too. You, T, everybody. Like you and T and, and Grill... I call you guys like some of my best friends, yeah. even though I, ne- I hardly ever see you. Yeah, that ocean seems very wide sometimes. Isn't it? I don't talk to Teague anywhere near as much as I used to. I used to talk to him daily, every single day. Now, could be every couple months, but it's still like, hey man, I love you. You're my buddy. Yeah. You know, I'm always here. I'm right here. Yeah. You want to talk? You just fire up your instant messenger. Whatever. I'm we'll here. Chat. We'll chat. It's not gonna be like, where have you been? It's just like. Everything's cool. We're cool. Everything's always cool. Yeah, that is. I, you're right. That is something I do love. But there is that that connection there, and it, it doesn't require explanation. You, you hit the nail on the head. There isn't a why haven't you been in contact? It's it's more a case of I'm glad that you are now in contact. Right. There, it doesn't need to be an excuses or any. And since we're all on Facebook, it's like we're always together anyway. Yeah. You look through your your feed. I see what you're up to. Yeah. I see what Teague's up to. I see what Jeremy and Cynthia are up to. I see what everyone's up to. Yeah. It's like, I don't even need to talk to them. We're just all together. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy's doing this today, and Cynthia's doing that. She's going to be a scuba diving instructor. I haven't talked to her about it. I haven't talked to Cynthia in a long time. But I know everything she's up to. Yeah. I know everything Teague's up to. Everybody seems to be doing good. I know what Laura's up to. The band, I know what they're up to. <laughs> you can like their stuff, comment. Yeah, you know, Everybody just sees that you're... Everyone's visible Still to each connected. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rami, I hardly ever see him, but you know, there he is. Yeah, we were talking earlier, and some people would have noticed this as well. You go back 10 years, and the ES forums would have been filled with hundreds of posts a day, and now it's very, very quiet. And I was talking about the, the change in the way that people communicate. We are all on Facebook now. You know, all those people, all those friends that we made do connect, and I'd also say that the band is more visible. You know, they're you know that they, if Christina posts something or Andy posts something, it's coming from them, so you can't comment on it. So I think there's less, less reason to go into a forum anymore. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And it doesn't bother me. No, I used to love those days. We were talking about the chat room that we had and some of the shit that would go down in that chat room. The chat room and the ball busting that went on in there. <laughs> it was just brutal and fun. And I'd be in there from the time I got home from work until I forced myself to go to sleep every single day. Yeah. That's all we did for a good couple years there. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Christina and Andre decided to come in the chat, and then they t- totally just put a knife in it and <laughs> killed it somehow. You would think that would be the boost, but yeah. 
that was the so, end. So many on it, and then it just sort of died They were like, well, they came in. All right, well, now we don't have to come back. <laughs> the highlight happened. It's like, it's like queuing to see a band. You know, once you've seen them, you don't queue anymore. Yeah, do you? yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, what other bands are you into now, then? What, what, what do you listen to these days? Top bands. Absolute favorites. Annika van Giersbergen. Yep. Best singer in the world. I would go see her anytime. She played in my country. Yeah. I go way out of my way to see her. Catatonia, favorite band. Anathema, yeah. My Dying Bride. Those are the absolute top. Then to a lesser extent, Paradise Law, Swallow the Sun, Ghost Brigade, God is an Astronaut, bands like that. A lot of doom, gothic, like Within Temptation and Nightwish, Epica, Delane, yeah. those types of bands. All depending on my mood. Is where I'm going to go. It could be up the wand in the moon or something if I'm in that mood that day. But these are these are pretty much my top bands. So what keeps you coming back to Lacuna Core 13, 15 years later? What is it about this band? They're you know, I know that their music's changed. We talk a lot about the changing style of music. We, you know, you talk about Unleashed Memories, and musically they're a long way from Unleashed Memories these days. So what brings you back? I never left. I'm oh, still right. here. Okay, why do you still come there? How's that? Because I love them. As people, it's been 15 years. Yeah. It's crazy. I've known them for 15 years. They're great people. They're like, they're friends of mine. Yeah. I talk to them, they talk to me. Like, we're, we're just people. They're not like yeah. we're superstars or any of that shit. They're the same guys I met 15 years ago when no one in the States gave a shit who they were except me and like three other dudes. And then there's us, our connection. Yeah. And if I can come over here and see them, and you're going to see them, I'll put out the money to fly across the ocean yeah. just to see them with you yeah. because it's funner that way. Yeah. And I like that. That's good. That makes me feel really, really, yeah. really, really wanted. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> just makes me feel guilty that I can't come over to Philly as much as yeah, I would like to Yeah, what the hell, Philly. man? I mean, let's, let's step it up like I do. <laughs> Get on your A game, Matt. Come yeah. on, sort it out. You're using pounds too. I'm just using measly dollars. <laughs> Monopoly money, as we call it over here. At least we're catching up at this point. <laughs> so, what's next after Femi for you? Then, what's your next big shows? Uh, I got Mayhem with Tane and Rotting Christ in Philly, and then for some reason the fall this year is pretty dry. And then in February, I got the 70,000 tons of metal cruise where I will see Lacuna Coil again. I guess for the 69th time. Special 69. It's going to be 69 on the cruise. Party time. <laughs> Party time. It's the best number. We're going to be 69 and all night. <laughs> what other bands are going to be on the 70,000 tons of metal, whatever it's called? Absolute favorite bands. Catatonia, My Dying Bride. you got Paradise Lost on there. you got Bloodbath on there. Blows my mind that those bands are on there. Moonspell, who I love, who I'm friends with, great guys. And then you got Delane is on there, great people. Charlotte, super nice girl. Epic is on there. Don't really talk to them too much personally, but they're cool. Bunch of other bands that I'm a fan of, but not a super fan of. Sounds like there's enough of a draw, though, with the bands you mentioned. Well, four bands would be good for me because they all play twice. It's getting to the point now where I got to worry about overlapping sets, making me nervous. <laughs> they might throw Catatonia on at the same time as Lacuna Coil, and make me have to do choice. <laughs> it could be quite ugly. Yeah. 
So, okay, so that's. I'm already jealous, by the way, that you're going to go on this cruise with Lacuna Coil and Catatonia, Paradise Lost, and Moonspell. Uh, not that I have the funds to go over there and see it. We don't all have as many air miles as you. Um, so, coming back to present then, what songs do you want to hear tonight? Off the new album, Cybersleep. Okay. Nothing else off that album compares to that song. I can listen to that song all day. Yeah. Going back, what else do you want to hear? I want to hear uh, Hyperfast. Ooh, that is going back. Underrated song. Haven't broken it out since 2001. I don't know why. They want to play heavier songs. That's an older song. It's kind of on the heavy, fast side. Yeah, it's heavy. That would be great. I don't know why they're not playing. I know they don't want to play all the other old stuff that I like because it's too soft or whatever. <laughs> but come on. Us old guys need something. Okay, well, I've only got really one question for you, and I think you kind of really answered it. Um, and it feels even almost a cliche asking it of you, given how many shows you've seen and all the things you've said about the band and the people, yourself included. But I always ask this question when I interview someone on the podcast. What does, what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you? I don't know, dude. I never get into these deep kind of questions. <laughs> I'll give you some stupid-ass answer. Like, it means that I listen to the band Lacuna Coil. <laughs> okay, that will do for me. <laughs> Mate, thank you very much for taking the time out to chat with us. It's cool. All right. Okay, well, um, thank you once again, Anthony, for A, coming over to see me. I think he, there were some other people he came over to see, some bands and stuff, but clearly he was in Europe just to see me. Um, and it was always great catching up with him over a coffee as we were outside a restaurant right in the middle of the uh, marketplace in, in Eindhoven. Right, so, review this week. Well, we've come to the end of Broken Crown Halo, guys, haven't we? Mm. So we really ought to talk about the album as a as a whole, really. And give our, our thoughts on the latest um, Lacuna Core, the seventh studio album by Lacuna Core. And really kind of review, well, we've reviewed the individual songs, see how it compares to the other albums, et cetera, et cetera. So I will start by kind of giving an overview of Broken Crown Halo itself and the songs on it. So as I said just now, seventh studio album by Lacuna Coil. It was released in Europe... Um, on the 31st of March, 2014. Uh, and I think it was also Australia and New Zealand as well. And it was the 1st of April in North America. Uh, it got to number 27 in the Billboard 200 chart and sold, I think it was either 13 or 14,000 copies in its first week. Um, the album itself has 11 songs on it which we've reviewed in the in the past 11 weeks. Uh, it was released in essentially uh, five different formats as a CD, a limited edition art book, which you have two CDs and a DVD, which I'll talk about in a little bit more in a minute. There was the limited edition kind of uh, gatefold CD and DVD. You had a vinyl LP, which included the CD in it. 
And of course, it was also available as digital download if you consider that a format. Uh, the it's fair to say that the the theme of the album was very much around a kind of chess base, which we'll talk about in a little while. But I, I guess I really wanted to focus firstly on our thoughts of the songs. I've done the numbers, guys, and the overall score for Broken Crown Halo, which is the average of the average of all the all of our own ratings of the individual songs, comes at 8.175, which is slightly lower than Dark Adrenaline. So, what do you think about that, guys? Is that kind of does 8.1 feel about right for Broken Crown Halo? What do you think, Mike? Um, I'd have thought overall that might have been a bit higher, which surprises me a bit. Um... But they're the numbers, aren't they, that we've reviewed? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair. It could, it could be a bit higher. It's it's a very strong album, as we'll discuss in a minute. Yeah. What about you, Russ? Does 8.1 feel about right? It sounds spot on to me. I was thinking about this before we sort of um, came on to do it. And to me, I think Broken Crown Halo is a strong album. Um, in comparison context against what came before it, I don't think it quite measures up to Dark Adrenaline. That's not a criticism. It's just a case of the bar was set so, so high with Dark Adrenaline, with the quality of the songs. But yeah, falling just short of Dark Adrenaline, but being right up there sounds bang on to me. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, the album's construction, what do we think about that then? You know, the, the, the songs and the order they're in, how does it ebb and flow for you? Russ, what, what do you think of the, the kind of construction of the songs? I think this, for me, I think this flows stronger as an album than Dark Adrenaline for the sequencing. I think it's it's not it's not a concept album per se, but it definitely has, as you mentioned, you know, a strong theme running throughout. And I think Dark Adrenaline, if I'm comparing it to that, I think the songs overall are stronger than Dark Adrenaline. But I don't think the the flow of the record works quite so well. I mean, I remember when we reviewed it, I thought Dark Adrenaline towers off a little bit at the end and then sort of comes back with a bang as it goes into my spirit. Whereas with Broken Crown Halo, I don't I don't get that sense when I listen to it. I can listen to this all the way through and it feels more consistent overall. Mm. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I think that looking at the songs again, for me, the, the kind of the middle of the album, although it's not, actually the middle of the album is around Cybersleep. Sort of I forgive going into Cybersleep feels like that kind of that that gate from the lead into the lead out. Uh certainly you've got that phenomenal song at the end, One Cold Day. You've got Yeah, it's strong throughout. In fact, you know, numbers wise it's stronger at the back than it is at the front of the album, given our own review. You've got nothing stands in our way, which we give over gave overall a seven point six score. Uh, it's which is a, it's a great opener. You've got zombies, which now interesting enough, zombies is the only song that we all gave ten out of ten. It's certainly the only song that we all agreed on, and it's the only song that we we gave top marks across the board. Do you think that still stands? Do you still massive zombie fans? I know I am. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that that, that second one, I think I even said in the interview, that, in, the interview in the review of the song that it kind of peaks very, very early on in the album. Uh, and then you've got Hostage Alive and Victims and Die and Rise, which are you know, all good songs. We've got 8 and 8.5 there. I Forgive, Cybersleep, got a very, very good score. Russ, you mentioned at the time, and that was reflected in your review, that it was, still wasn't a song that you connected well. You gave it a 7 out of 10, which is still a good score, but... It was, it, it, Mike and I gave it the dizzy heights of 10 out of 10. Um, and we had quite a long debate on 
our view of it as a lacuna console, which I think was quite an interesting one, and certainly uh, got some opinions back from the guys on the Empty Spiral Forum on that. Uh, and then it, we drop off into what was generally considered by all three of us to be the the most average, arguably the weakest out song on the album, which is Infection, and then comes back strong for I Burning You, and in the end, I feel alive. So yeah, it's it does flow very well. I do like the the way the the music leads in. They've clearly given it a lot of thought. Mike, what's your thoughts on the on the flow of the album? I think it flows very well, as Russ has already mentioned. Um, the on the only thing I might uh, infection, as you've just mentioned, I don't know where you would stick that. Maybe I mean it's it's all right where it is, but as it's the the weak link, as it were, for all of us potentially, um, maybe change that. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in the lineup, maybe because I, I like in the end, um, I feel alive. I think that needs to be higher, possibly. That's quite a catchy, lively song. Where would you put that though? Um, that's the tough one. May maybe swap it with I forgive, possibly. Okay. Would you mm-hmm. put Infection as kind of like a bonus track after a one cold day? Perhaps? Yeah, I, I think that's almost. Unfortunately, it's almost a filler track. If there was one on the album, and possibly yeah, had it on it as a as an extra on the bonus material. Okay, what would you would you change anything on the album, Russ? To be honest, I'd I'd go with that. I mean, a lot of people now and artists where the industry has switched, you tend to get a lot of bands focus more on singles and single songs. You tend to find albums are shorter, so we're more down to a 10 and 11 song track list as to what used to be perhaps a, a 12 or 13 song track list. I think, as Mike mentioned, I think, what are we? We're at 11 songs, I think, on Broken Crown Halo. Yep, yep. I think if you dropped Infection and ended on One Cold Day and then bolted Infection on as a 11th track bonus track, I think, yeah, I think as a 10, 10 song record, I think it would be that little bit stronger because you've got more consistency on the quality and again to to back up mike really i think he's right if you were going to switch it somewhere i think you know moving up a song like in the end i feel alive putting it in where i forgive just to give it that extra bit of you know propulsion earlier on in the album i I think that would work i think the only thing that i would be concerned about by doing that and i and it, I guess it depends on whether it's a, a bonus track that's on every version of the album uh, versus a bonus track that's only on, say, the special edition or something. Mm. And, of course, if it's on every version of the album, there's not really a bonus track anymore. Uh, but if you do take it off of any and you leave yourself with 10 songs, you've essentially got a 43-minute album, probably have about a 42-and-a-half-minute album, which is quite a short album. I think there'd be people that kind of go, oh, that's a bit short. Now, they, they tend to push for about a 50 minute, and this is Broken Granado's 47 minutes, um, which even I, I think is about right for an album. I think if you get beneath the three quarters of an hour mark, people start to start to question what they're getting for their money. Uh, but like I, an old old traditionalist. I always think that the length <laughs> of an album should be 45 minutes to match with a cassette. So you get two albums on one cassette. It'll be 45 minutes, one album, 45 minutes, another. Cassette. But that's me, Sean Wells. How many people listening to this is gonna, are going to know what a cassette tape is? <laughs> that's a fair hey, point, though. That's that's a fair point. What can I say? I thought you were going to say something about the, the, the length of the album is no indication of quality, which I think is also true. Uh, for anybody yeah, who's a yeah. Slayer fan will know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... 
in, in terms of the songs that you know stand out for you, we've talked about this a few times, both when the album first came out, we gave our kind of day one re- review of the album, our, our three-month review of the album. Now we've got to the end of the songs on the album. Are there still top tracks that sort of stand out for you that you listen above all others, Mike? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Zombies, um, Dime Rise. And I would say in the end of Feel Alive, that's that's quite a happy happy theme tune. I, I, I quite have an admiration for that, definitely. Okay. What about you, Russ? Yeah, same. Um, in the end, I feel alive. I burn in you. Dying Rise and Zombies, for me, they're the, they're the heavy hitters on this record. Okay. I think for me, Zombies, certainly. I'm still a big fan of Victims. That hasn't changed. Uh, Cybersleep, uh, In the End, I Feel Alive. And I've listened to One Cold Day a hell of a lot recently, actually. Um, and I, don't, I don't think don't just think that's because we we reviewed it recently. I think it's just one of those songs that the more I listen to it, the more I connect with it. Okay, so it sounds to me like we're quite relatively happy with the, the songs and the order of the songs on the album. In terms of the theme of the album, what do we think of that? The, the, the Broken Crown Halo name, uh, the... The the uh, the king crown and the queen crown, sort of uh, one one on top the other. The general theme of chess pieces, etc. Does that work for you? Definitely. Um, I, I think it's and and the names of the songs go very well as um, as we've um, we've discussed previously. Uh, the the very um, very well put together. So I think is an album. Hmm. Mike, um, Mike, Russ, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it does. I think it follows on sort of a a difference of, of theme. I think the band are consistent. Obviously, there was a very specific image in the Coma Lies era. Similarly, with Karma Code, with sort of the the girl and the guys in sort of the white shirt and tie and the the shirts and the masks. I think we then got that with Dark Adrenaline with sort of the the uniform and it was sort of followed on with a slight different variation of the Dark Adrenaline uniform on the the stage set with Broken Crown Halo. And I think, you know, if we were talking about, you know, mega budgets and stuff, you know, it'd be quite nice to see sort of the, you know, the stage set out in in the manner of sort of a, a chessboard and see the sort of the band position on that. I think that would be really cool, but you know, that's me living in a in a dream world and cyber sleeping. But hey, you know, <laughs> I actually, I, I kinda like the idea of that. I mean I have they have done very well with the the set dressing since Broken Crown Halo came out. You know, you do get the the things that cover the speakers sort of the the front boards as it were which have the crown on it um we have seen a glowing crown against the backdrop in the past you know i, I do think it's distinctive enough to be very recognizable this is the, the lacuna coil of today you're on their their uniforms you, you get the broken crown halo badge you know there's, there's definitely a distinctive kind of style of it um we just I, didn't see it enough. No, need we another didn't, tour. We do need another tour. It didn't get quite enough love, did it? I, I think as a as an album that he's toured, they were doing other things at the time. I I, I also like the 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 one video, and I don't mean lyric video, one proper video that they did for it, which which of course was um, I forgive, I won't forget your name. There's also a very strong chess theme in that as well, as you will clearly remember, Christina beating all the guys at chess, um, and I like that. And on the DVD, which comes with the special edition, which we'll talk about in a little, bit, little while, that's very focused on the chess thing. I don't think there's any, to my knowledge at least, 
I don't recall there being any chess theme in the the lyrics of the songs, but I'm okay about that. I think that would have been a bit taken a bit too far. It'd have started to get a little cheesy by then. I think. No, I I never really saw lacuna core music as something where you would use that kind of metaphor, chess pieces to reflect people. Doesn't really feel like their kind of thing. Um, so I'm glad they didn't. But okay, so pretty strong. Graphically, I think the the album works really well. There's a lot of really cool imagery. And I said the crown itself, very, very distinctive. Uh, the Looking in the booklets itself, we've got lots of dark backgrounds. I think the, the pictures of the individual band members works really well. Again, it, it's a very, very cohesive set of imagery and, the, and, and a theme that runs through the whole thing. So, yeah, impressed with that. Uh, stronger than Dark Adrenaline, though? In terms of flow and sequencing, yes, as an overall album and quality of songs, not quite, as I mentioned earlier, but okay. it's still it's still a strong album. Okay. Mike, what do you think of that? Yeah, I agree. There's, there is, as good as it is, there is something missing to um, to put it on 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 top of um, Dark Adrenaline. If, if they had one more hard-hitting song, maybe that could top it for them. Uh, see, I don't, I, I'm not sure I completely agree. I think thematically... Doctrine had the stronger theme to it, and you also had the medicine cabinet edition of the album. Um, in terms of strengths of songs, I mean, I know the numbers say otherwise, but I maybe because it's newer, but I do find myself still listening to Broken Crown Halo more than I was listening to um, Dark Adrenaline 18 months after it came out. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, I I, th- I think this is a re- this is certainly up there as one of my favourite Lacuna Call albums. I would say, um, taking into account the numbers. Looking at the DVD then, or the special edition, let's just quickly return to the release formats itself. The you had the the standard dual case CD album, which everybody will be familiar with. You also had the Digipack, which was a CD and DVD. Talking about the DVD itself, then. Um, it had, it, it, there wasn't a, a lot on it. It was uh, nine short separate chapters that made up one, probably about maybe 12, 15 minute long. I, I didn't add it up, actually. The first chapter is Porn Takes Rook, and it's really the opening part of it. It's a short series of montage shots, really kind of giving you a favour of what the, what the video you're about to watch is all about. And that has... Um, that's only about 30 seconds long. You then got Beyond the Queen, which is where we start getting the band talk interacting. It's in Marco's basement in Milan with Andy and Christina and Marco himself, of course, and really talks about how they construct the songs and the, how the lyrics work and how they bring it together. Kind of the opening part before they go to the studio, Christina referring to Marco's basement as their own little mini studio. And there's a few shots interspersed there from the actual studio in, in Milan where they recorded the album. You then get the third chapter which is introducing the bishop which is where we get chris talking about the recording how he got into playing the drums uh short but sweet and actually a year and a half later it's, it's interesting to see see him on here because one of the things that we should never forget about broken crown halo is that this is the album that was recorded with um chris and pizza 
but by the time the album was released, they were no longer in the band. Which I I always felt quite, I won't say difficult to come to terms with, but there was obviously a certain sense of loss, as as, as amicable as the parting, as as you know, as the right thing to do for the guys. But even looking at the album and the graphics, we're seeing, of course, those guys still in the band. So all the imagery almost feels like from day one, it feels like this is the lacuna call that was not the lacuna call that is. And at no point in the subsequent touring of the album, where of course those guys involved, they weren't on any of the shows. Um, they were in the video for, for um, I forgive, but that was because it was recorded pretty much at the same time, just before they left. But do you know what I mean, guys? Is that, did you ever get a sort of sense of, I got a real sense of melancholy when I, when I see that it's a sort of a stark reminder. Yeah, definitely. I think it is, uh, especially that video as well is almost like the swan song, isn't it? Mm. And it's, it, it is quite sad in a way, but obviously that they've moved forward from, from that point, but it is, is a good reminder of the unity of them, at the, um, of, as they were mm. at the time. Is it something you reflect upon at all, Russ, when you sort of see Broken Crown Halo? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, you know, this is the last great swan song. And, you know, whilst we do massively miss those two dudes, you know, I think everyone here, you know, definitely wishes them both well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so moving on then. Uh, we get, once we've um, we've spoken to Chris, we then, we've got Knights at the Radio, which is where we talk to Peter. We talk to Cristiano uh, Migliore, who talks about his, how he got into the band, how he got into the guitar, I should say. Uh, talks about how he's lazy and doesn't play enough, so he can't do the, the fast licks without a lot of practice. Um, again, much like uh, Chris's, Chris's um, uh, interview, there's there's something about seeing him again that, that I, I felt was, yeah, quite... Um, I, I don't know what the right words are. I'm struggling to find the right words right now, but I, it was quite sad to see him him as I felt sad to see him go but as you both say I'm sure they're it's definitely the right thing for those guys to do for their personal lives uh, and um, it's good that the Kunikor are still forging forward and creating new music after Chris we have uh, Mouse in the Sicilian defence again a lot of the focus throughout all these videos is how they started doing what they were doing so whether picking up instruments or singing or whatever um, and he talks about why what, what he started when he started the guitar at 15 and what he would love to improve in his own skills. After that, we have the Queen's Gambit, which is all about Christina. She's about a minute or so talking about why she became a singer, what keeps a singer, and that she's always singing all day from when she gets up to when she goes to bed. She's humming away. And if anybody spent any time with Christina, you'll know that's the truth. She seems to find uh, the opportunity to sing to everything. We then have the Castle King, which is um, quite a, probably my favourite of the interviews, actually, which is with Andrea. Talks about how he took up singing when he was skateboarding with Marco and how they formed the band uh, around Marco's house. Um, he then spends quite some time talking about the the differences between natural talent and practicing and what you know, what it is where you you become a great singer when you've got a bit of both and you know it's 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 a it's a very interesting way of looking um, at the talent of singing and what one needs to do to become the best at it. Um, we then have the Stonewall which is Marco's piece. This is in Italian, which probably comes as no surprise when it be. Uh, Marco speaks very, very good English, but it really doesn't surprise me that he's uh, talking Italian throughout. He talks about his father, who's obviously been a massive influence on his musical 
uh, career. Uh, he then talks about what he gets from being the kind of the creator of Lacuna Core's music. And, and it makes it clear that it's not recognition or um, money that he's got anything from. Um, but, I, I don't think, but he he gets satisfaction from knowing that people around the world listen to his music. Oh, and he does uh, go on to say, if you've not seen it, it's a laugh out loud moment that he's fucking lazy as well. Which will, which when you see it, you'll you'll see why that's so funny. Uh, the final part of it is the end game, which is where we get a quick intro with um, uh, Jane Baumgartner, who's the producer of the album, and Carl Hoffman, who's the engineer, two guys that came over to Milan to well, work with Lacuna Coil on Broken Crown Halo. They talk about the recording, they talk about working with Lacuna Coil, and, and then there's a final goodbye from everybody. So that's it. Uh, you can watch it, watch the separate chapters. I wouldn't if I were you. I'd just watch it all in one go. It feels far more cohesive. Uh, much like the Dark Passengers on a Dark Adrenaline, it's one of those things that you probably watch once or twice and probably not go back to again, but it's a good thing to own. Would you agree, guys? Yeah, I think I've only watched it once when, when it came out. Uh, I don't think I've watched it since. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's a nice little piece to to have, and and gives you an insight if you didn't know already. Um, if you're a new fan, maybe of of what the band's all about. Yeah, what do you think of it, Russ? Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I think it goes well. It's one of those EPKs or ele- electronic press kits that you used to get back in the day. It was sort of a, a marketing tool, uh, but I don't think Looking and Call use it as that. I think they use it to to give their fans a, a further, you know, look at what goes into the creation of the album. And it, for anyone that you know hasn't had the opportunity to to perhaps meet them or speak to them briefly after a show, it sort of um, brings their personalities through, which I think again for the casual fan is, is another nice element just to sort of, you know, know a bit more about the band. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you're both right. It's, it's, it's all about seeing the people behind the music and uh, Lacunical have always been very open about their personalities and who they are. Always very friendly. Um, part of the reason why so many people um, follow them and love them as much as they do uh, because of that, the fact that you can see them up on stage, but when they get off stage, they'll quite happily have a burger with you or have a beer and talk to you about who they are and why they do what they do, which is just amazing, really. Okay. Uh, one of the things we get on the book edition, which I don't know how limited the book edition was, but I, I've got a copy of it in front of me. Uh, it was a good, I'd say maybe a foot square um, book. This looks like a really big CD, actually. It's with the broken ground halo logo on the front. What's interesting about that includes the, the CD, of course, as you'd expect. Um, in, includes the DVD that we just described. Big prints of the individual band members and all the lyrics. So, yeah, think of it like a, a very large version of the CD uh, slipcase and the, the booklet inside that. But it also includes a Lacuna Core Best Of, which I believe is the same as the Lacuna Core Best Of that Central Media released maybe five years ago now it's um, not no but it's not is it because it can't be no. because it's got dark it's got um it's dark totally different is it really oh well, I, i'm gonna take that back then i'll take that <laughs> back so these are the ones that were selected by the band rather than by century media i'm guessing given what it's uh, about. yes yes so what we it's... have on it then or if if you don't mind me saying it's got 18 tracks and i think it's a it's got some really good tracks on it as well we've got um it's in reverse order. 
And we've got Taken from Dark Adrenaline. We've got uh, Trip of Darkness, Kill the Light and End of Time. And then from Shadow Life, we've got I Won't Tell You, Spellbound and Wide Awake. From Karmako, we've got Our Truth and Closer. Interesting that there isn't a Enjoy the Silence on there. Well, I guess it's because it's the best of Lacuna Core, not best of Lacuna Core's covers. Uh, from Coma Lies, we've got Swamped and Heavens Alive. No surprises with those two. And then from Unleashed Memories, we've got To Live, in, to Live is to Hide and, of course, 119. And then from the Half-Life EP, we've got Half-Life and Sensafine. From Inner Reverie, we've got My Wings and Falling Again. And from the Lacuna Coil EP, we've got No Need to Explain and The Secret. That's actually a really good CD, isn't it? It is. And I think it flows a hell of a lot better than the Manifesto of Lacuna Coil, which came out a couple of years ago after sort of Calm Code. Not to, you know, it's not criticism of that. I just think we could put putting one against the other. I think the best of Lacuna Coil CD far, far outweighs it. And I think... You know, there's perhaps, you'd argue now, a need for, you know, a revised, revamped, updated greatest hits to be available for the casual fan. And I think, you know, that is it. Mm. It's interesting that it comes on something that a casual fan will probably never buy, though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun bit about this. It's just the yeah. irony. You've got the, the probably the, certainly the most expensive way of purchasing Broken Crown Halo, which is with it, with this kind of coffee tapey, coffee table photo album book with all of the extras in it and one of them is a a best of cd but yeah I, I, it is a good selection of songs um i'll admit to you guys that i've never actually listened to it um i'd much rather listen to the the individual albums but i can see um why it'll make a good selection good good introduction to lacuna coil uh, I'd, I'd have a separate some different songs on there from each of the album personally but Hey, that's one of the advantages of having all the separate albums. You can form your own best of CD in your head. I was just going to say, it does help old people like me because I, I don't believe in playlists. I refuse them. So for me, if I wanted to listen to a select group of songs from various albums, I'd chuck that CD in rather than make my own. But that's just me <laughs> and my strange, weird, warped way. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I think we've, we've covered most things. Um, we've, we've talked about the the DVD that comes with the art book and the DVD digipack. Uh, we haven't talked about the vinyl, uh, but Russ, you're a vinyl fan. I, I like vinyls, but you like me even more than me. What's the mix like on the vinyl? That's always a um, mix. Very good. Um, I think the only one that sort of struggles slightly of the, the latter albums is, is karma code. Uh, Cause I think, cause it was recorded digitally, but I think where, okay, Broken Crown Halo was recorded digitally, but they did use some analog instrumentation. I think you can hear, Um, more textures on the vinyl obviously the bass normally shines through but particularly for me i think in the end feel i feel alive you know it's really got a little bit of extra punch on a vinyl if you if you turn it up loud so anyone that is into the older the big cds uh it's a good mix on this one and of course you can still get the vinyl um i've got quite a few copies of it actually which i'm still trying to work out how i'm going to get them out to fans if anybody wants a vinyl uh actually send me a me send me an email at mattemptyspiral.net saying send me a vinyl and i i'll see if i can make it happen because i do have a few spares um it's it's definitely worth having in my opinion uh i like russ says i think the mix is mix is really really good uh and it's good that they're still releasing albums in vinyls i think vinyls having a bit of a um, renaissance wouldn't you say russ I would say so, yes. And I think one thing that um, needs to be done, I think, is a reissue of Comalize because it, it does exist, 
but it's very limited. It's a lot of people won't be able to find it. I'm fortunate to have two copies of it. And I think of the Lacuna Core albums, it sounds the most amazing on vinyl. It's it's comalized all the way. And for anyone that has a, a love of that album, I really do think it needs a reissue, as you, as you mentioned, especially with the resurgence of vinyl and the fact that it does actually outsell CDs now. So I think, yeah, that definitely needs to happen. Oh, I, here's, here's the thing. How about this? I want to see a Lacuna Core vinyl box set. Boom. Yeah, that'd be good. How good would that be with all their albums? Because mm, I've got Unleashed Memories, but I've only got the picture disc. And it's all and it's written all over. <laughs> and yeah. I, so Same. I can't, can't really do anything with it. Um, but yeah, oh, how good would that be? A box set of Lacuna Coil albums. Wow. So I would sound really geeky now. I would love to hear the EPs, the, the reissue that they packaged together with the first EP and Half-Life issued as a vinyl with one on each side and providing that you know central media do have the masters which obviously they wouldn't they're in decent nick they can press that on vinyl you know they can sort out the price they can do that so come on let's let's get sorted out yeah okay we'll start making some falling on vinyl oh can you imagine the sound quality that christina's voice on that song Okay, I'm convinced. Let's see if we can make it happen. There we go. (laughs) Like we have any kind of influence whatsoever. (laughs) We'll set off an online poll. Anyways, we're still talking about Broken Crown Halo. So I think we've pretty much covered everything there is to cover on this album. We talked about the songs. Obviously, we've gone into more detail in our reviews over the last 11 episodes. We've talked about the um, structure of the music. We talked about the, the theme. We talked about the mix. We talked about the DVD. I think we pretty much covered it, guys. Uh, it's definitely a strong album. I said 8.1. It's not quite up there with Dark Adrenaline, but it's still up there with the best of their albums. I It's, it's certainly in my top three Lacuna Coil albums. So I did say in my review that it, when I first listened to it, it was right up there with Unleashed Memories. I still think it is, but it's so very, very different. I can place these side by side. Unleashed Memories is still my my top favourite album of all time. Um, but it's a, it's a different set of emotions that, that draws out of me than Broken Crown Halo. Part of the reason that I love Lacuna Core so much is that there's a song for every occasion. Um, and uh, that's also true of the songs on this album, some of which are just things unlike anything they've ever done before. And others are very much reflections on where they've come from and the journey they've been on as a band. So, yes, Broken Crown Halo. I think it's fair to say we're all fans, right, guys? Definitely. Yeah, so, well, I guess pressure's on the band now to... Um, to create something that's going to impress us as much as this one. Right. I think Definitely we need to hurry up with that disco album they're doing. Uh, yeah, and the hip-hop one as well. We need a bit more hip-hop and trance. And the Slayer covers. And the Slayer covers, yeah. <laughs> you have a live till you've seen Christina MC, I tell you. Waka, waka, waka. Right. Okay. I think that brings us to a close this week on the podcast. It's been a good chat about Broken Crown Halo. It's probably going to be a long one once I've... Uh, edit all this together with with the interview so yeah we'll see how that turns out if you do want to get in contact with us you can easily do so the easiest way to do it is via the empty spiral website which is www.emptyspiral.net and on the front page there you can click on the podcast link to come to the podcast page and see all of the podcasts and all the show notes you can listen to them on the site you can download them as mp3 files you'll also see the links to our itunes uh, and our Stitcher Radio Network feed, so you've really got no excuses. If you are a a podcast fiend and you like to have things automatically download to your phone or other device, 
uh, you can do so through either iTunes or the Stitcher Radio Network. Just go to the pages and either look up Empty Spiral or, as I said before, click on the links from the Empty Spiral website. If you want to get in contact with us, the easiest way to do it is through that page. You can either leave a comment in any of the fields. I'll read them and I'll respond. Or you can send us an email, which is podcast at emptyspiral.net. Or you can join our forums on the Empty Spiral website. Just click on the forums link at the top right-hand side of the website and have a chat with fellow fans there in the official Lacuna Core forums. As for social networks, where well, we're kind of all over the place, really. We have a, a page on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Empty Spiral Net. Uh, you can engage with us there. You can post whatever you want on there. It's actually Empty Spiral.net. So I'll say that again. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Empty Spiral.net. And we've got a page there with about five and a half thousand likes and it's always growing we put links on there there's discussions on there there's videos etc 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 all the things you'd expect from a facebook page uh we're also on twitter uh which is at spiralnet and you will if you follow us you'll see um, regular updates on the news that's on the front page of the website as well as questions and ideas and chat and so forth so feel free to follow us we'd appreciate that what else are we on we're on tumblr um which LinkedIn LinkedIn we're not on, well I'm on LinkedIn and you probably are too we're not on LinkedIn as a as a group uh, as an organization quite. as an organization yeah but we are on Google Plus um which is still going if anybody's forgotten Google Plus I quite like Google Plus but it's hardly the busiest place in the world um but it's worth worth checking out if you want something a little bit different from Facebook so essentially what I'm saying is you've got no excuse if you want to talk to us uh if you want to be on the podcast let us know it's, it takes no effort on your part and it's just like having a chat over a beer with some friends in the pub except you get to talk about lacuna core whether it's your favorite song or your experiences having met the band whatever it might be um you can uh, engage with us and uh hear yourself recorded on the podcast um so i think that's about it really i uh, i don't have much more to say which is probably a surprise to most people I've got a busy week this week. Uh, I won't be around this week. Uh, you guys are going away in the next couple of weeks, so we might have a, be having a little bit of break, but we'll see if we can align our diaries for the next dish episode. Until then, I think I'm going to go and check out Broken Crown Halo again today, probably play it on vinyl, as well as maybe a bit of Unleashed Memories, which I'm, I'm, I keep falling in love back in with again, if that makes sense. So I'll speak to you both soon, and everybody else, of course. But until then, play more Lacuna Coil. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. See ya.